approach to climate responsive buildings in india changing context the utility strength and aesthetics have remained the primary reference for the design of buildings vitruvius identified utilitas formitas and venustas as the three elements of a well designed building an ideal unification of these three lead to a making of a well performing building However, depending on the context, designers have often prioritized one of these elements over the others. This has led to the advent of built forms that have demonstrated regard to few or all three of them with varying degree of importance. Utilitas refers to the importance of the functionality of a building. The utility of a building may be understood in two ways: providing comfort to the occupants and assisting them to perform specific functions. Providing comfortable indoor conditions is one of the most basic functions of a building. It provides a measure of the utility of a building. Performance of a building with respect to utility may be gauged by knowing how well a building design assists in performing a specific activity. Formitas again may be understood through two approaches: a building's ability to withstand natural forces over long periods of time and its ability to assist in performing human-centric functions. Strength refers to occupant safety and durability of physical systems using appropriate construction material and construction technologies. The performance of a building with respect to strength may be assessed by understanding its ability to serve its functions relying on building material and construction technologies. Aesthetics of Venustas refers to the ability of a building to provide sensory pleasure or a sense of association. It is essential for a building to provide visual delight to occupants and onlookers. Aesthetics largely vary from creating a distinct identity based on certain beliefs or customs or simply giving priority to the utility and strength and accepting the subsequent design outcomes. The high anthropogenic activity of the course of the last few decades has led to unprecedented amounts of CO2 in the atmosphere. One of the most prominent contributors to this is the construction and operation of buildings. With the climate catastrophe on the brink, the optimization of building energy consumption stand as an imminent challenge. In other words, as of today, a building's utility should be congruent to a larger environment and ecology, as well as it should be strong enough to provide comfortable and healthy indoors and should help create utilitarian outdoors. Building construction and operation are energy intensive processes. Extraction and manufacturing of building materials as well as building construction have a negative impact on the environmental resources such as air, water and land and minerals. In the present context, it is the energy produced from non-renewable resources which is majorly consumed to operate buildings. In classic terms a building may meet the criteria of utility strength and aesthetics but fail in terms of environment and energy performance For example a building may fare well on the strength criteria but it may have impacted the environment negatively or used a significant amount of energy during construction In other instance a building may not have used excessive energy but may have used the optimum quantity of material to achieve strength similar examples can be cited with reference to utility and aesthetics a building design 
which demonstrates a regard for the local climate and responds to it in an energy-efficient manner can be regarded as a climate-responsive building. Understanding the local climate to maintain the desired indoor conditions also includes understanding the local weather extremes, seasons, solar radiation, wind speed, direction, and diurnal temperature variation, etc. Climate-responsive buildings also incorporate the knowledge of the heat transfer principles, conduction, convection, and radiation, and their degree of effect. While designing such buildings, the first push should be to make conscious design decisions with the operational aspect to follow. To start, one can devise appropriate spatial configurations, utilize appropriate construction materials, and choose appropriate mode of operation, namely air-conditioned, mixed mode, or naturally ventilated. In the current climatic context, the operation of building does not pose a challenge in mixed mode or naturally ventilated mode of operation. However, a deep understanding of urban areas and latest technologies is important to take the maximum advantage of the outdoors. Some of the spatial strategies can be the use of shaded courtyards, combination of low and high volumes to facilitate stack ventilation or the operable windows for cross ventilation. While some of the material choice strategies can be the use of fire clay bricks for high thermal mass, light colored exposed surfaces or ventilated air cavities for enhanced insulation. This narrative provides an overview of the approach demonstrated in the architecture in the mid-20th century and early 21st century in India. It relies on the chronological order to explain the various approaches practiced with reference to Fermitas. In this narrative, Fermitas is referred only to as a response to climatic context of a building. The attempt to understand the building's response to its local climate context, keeping heat transfer principles of conduction, convection and radiation, and the combination of these as the points of inquiry. For the ease of understanding, various approaches were binned in three groups, spatial approach, building element approach, and construction building approach. In the early part of the 20th century, when the British decided to shift the capital of India from Kolkata to New Delhi, Sir Edwin Lutyen was given the responsibility to plan the new city and design buildings of prominence. Apart from adopting a neoclassical style, Sir Lutyen and his colleague Herbert Baker used elements such as Chatriyas, Jollies and Chajas effectively. While chatris were used purely as aesthetic elements, jalis and chajas were used as a direct response to the composite climate of New Delhi. Both these elements were introduced in building design as a response to solar radiation. Jalis helped negotiate daylight, direct and indirect radiation, while the chajas helped avoid direct solar radiation falling on the windows and walls, resulting in a reduction of heat gain through solar radiation. Rashtrapati Bhavan is an example of such an approach. Using spatial configuration as a means to negotiate solar radiation, works of Luton and Baker demonstrate the use of semi-open corridors to avoid radiation. Otto H. Konisberg used Chajas and Jalis for the buildings designed by him in India during 1940 to 1951. He aimed to manage the tropical sun by providing fixed shade and thus controlling solar radiation, managing glare and restricting the direct flashing of rainwater and fenestration. 
His approach was scientific. He relied on the science of solar geometry to determine the size and shape of architectural elements. His careful introduction to clear story window just below the roof of Bal Bhavan allowed high air exchanges within the hall, which was an appropriate solution for a large hall in the climate of Bangalore. He managed to address the acoustic requirements of the building by the dissolution of walls into convex pillars. Konigsberg demonstrated a high degree of understanding of thermal convection principles by maximizing natural ventilation without increasing the probability of elevated indoor temperatures. In addition, he managed to allow diffuse daylight penetration inside SDS tuberculosis sanatorium. His design of prefabricated housing units for the government of India in contract with Structural and Mechanical Development Engineer Limited SNMD proposed to use autoclave foam concrete. This was one of the first instances of demonstrating consciousness towards thermal conduction principle and the need for thermal insulation. Before this proposal, most of the buildings attempted to manage thermal conduction through high thermal mass and did not utilize insulation for walling and roofing materials. Konigsberg's design, be it the design of the building or planning of urban spaces, reflects his understanding of scientific principles and the ability to provide design solutions based on the study of thermal and luminous building science. His approach to deal with climate manifests on spatial planning as well as in construction material. As India is a subtropic country, most of the architects have predominantly practiced approaches to mitigate the harmful impact of the sun. This is evident mainly in the design of facades more than finding appropriate internal spatial configuration of buildings. Solar geometrics are well understood by architects, probably since the subject requires better three-dimensional visualization capability. However, understanding thermal convection and conduction needs an inclination towards physics and mathematics. Systematic knowledge of the interaction of all three principles within buildings have made significant advancements in the late 20th and early 21st century. However, its deployment in the practice is still at a nascent stage. Numerous examples of building designs have demonstrated regard to solar radiation and understanding of solar geometry. Lee Corbusier used this knowledge to its fullest while designing Tower of Shadows with Brissolet. He collaborated the design of Brissolet for the eastern and western facades separately while designing Mill Owners Association building. Buildings oriented with their long axis in the east-west direction. Palace of Justice and the Secretariat Building in Chandigarh demonstrate an understanding towards the solar geometry deployed in the sitting and form of the building. While Le Corbusier used in-situ concrete and industrial material, Joseph A. Stein used traditional ceramic molded tiles or precast cement tiles to provide sunshade and modulate daylight in many of the buildings he designed. Between the 1930s and the 1900s, many of the buildings with response to climate which demonstrated consciousness towards solar geometry, demonstrated it either at the facade incorporating chajas and jalis or in the orientation of the building. Golconda Dormitory in Pondicherry by Anthony 
Raymond, School of Architecture Ahmedabad by B. V. Doshi, Newman Hall by Hashmukhsi Patel, used building orientation as an approach to reduce solar heat gain. They chose to adopt the rectangular footprint of the building with its long axis oriented east-west. Gandhi Samak Sangrahalai by Charles Correa, Indian Institute of Management Bangalore by B. V. Doshi, National Institute of Immunology Staff Housing by Raj Rewal are a few examples demonstrating an attempt to use courtyards to provide comfortable indoors. A carefully planned courtyard, considering the ratio of the footprint and the adjacent buildings, can provide appropriate mutual shading. Courtyards also help direct the diffuse and reflected daylight indoors and help in the convection-dominated heat transfer. Despite the spatial features of the courtyard, it is difficult to find methodical and empirical evidence to substantiate the approach of the various aforementioned architects towards climate responsiveness. Two residential buildings, both by Charles Correa, demonstrated a conscious approach to deal with solar radiation and thermal convection simultaneously. They are Parekh House in Ahmedabad and Kanchanjunga Apartments in Mumbai. In Parekh House, the approach was manifested using architectural elements as spatial configuration. The use of pergolas on the roof walls with very little fenestration on the east and west direction the use of thick brick wall to create a thermal mass effect are architectural elements deployed. Distinctly, the pergolas help shade the terrace without excessive thermal bridging, while allowing the natural wind flow through. The spatial configuration created mutual shading spaces to be used during summer time, while the terraces were intended to be used during winter time. It also increased the probability of generating stack effect. The summer and winter sections of the building could be comfortably used with minimal active HVAC during the respective seasons or even times of day. In the Kanchanjunga apartments, a large double-height veranda provides an opportunity to occupy space to take advantage of the sea breeze and provide coolth with natural convective currents. The same space remains shaded for most time of the day. It is an appropriate solution in the warm and humid climate of Mumbai. High volume and deep veranda protect the living spaces from direct solar radiation during the afternoon, but allow lower altitude sun penetration inside residence during the morning and evening. The footprint of this building is oriented neutral but volumetric spatial configuration demonstrates regard to the warm and humid climate. Tradition and modernity were two of the prevalent trends amongst many architectural practices in India, while another kind of approach was to experiment with building materials and construction technologies, leading to innovation in the want of economic affordability. Although many projects attempted to respond to local contexts using local building materials and construction, most of them ended up responding to conduction heat transfer principles, sometimes even unconsciously. They overlooked the heat transfer occurring to the combination of conduction, convection and radiation at one point in time. A holistic approach to finding solutions synergizing material construction technology and spatial configuration of buildings was not explored in practice until 1985 to 1900s. Golconde by Anthony Raymond, Costfoot Experiment and Center for Development Studies by Laurie Baker, 
aspiration huts by Pierre and Gloria Sissonis are examples of attempts to provide thermally comfortable buildings relying on the local material construction technology. The resultant of spatial configuration of these buildings was driven by the choice of material construction technologies and not a response of solar geometry or climate context predominantly. Many architects have explored material construction technologies with an intention to derive solutions towards climate responsive buildings. However, it is difficult to establish a relation between buildings designed by them and the systematic or scientific integration of climate context, building physics, and human thermal comfort domain. Some of these practices are Utnam C. Jain Architecture and Environment, Jaisam Fountainhead, Nari Gandhi, Biome Environmental Solutions, Aurobel Design Consultants, and Satnam and Namita Associates. Abhikram approached climate-responsive architecture using vernacular traditional material construction technologies, while practices such as EARTH focused on reusing industrial waste material for building construction purpose. A scheme to establish building centers under national housing policy also led towards the upgradation of traditional material construction technologies and encouraged the development of affordable building solutions. Several institutions such as Housing and Urban Development Corporation, Building Material Trade and Promotion Council, Central Building Research Institute, Structural Engineering Research Center, and the Regional Research Laboratories, promoted by the Council of Scientific and Industrial Research, Development Alternatives, and Indian Institute of Science Bangalore, work towards material construction technologies upgradation and the use of industrial materials in buildings. Three other organizations contributed to building science activity, working towards the practices of climate-responsive buildings. Energy Center at IIT Delhi generated the climate map of India, resulting in the demarcation of climate zones of India. Auroville Earth Institute derived embodied energy database of building materials and the Center of Scientific Research Auroville worked towards integration of renewable resources as a part of buildings. Outcomes from the activities from these three organizations aided few practices to design and construct climate-responsive buildings. Advancement in the building science and a better understanding of occupant thermal comfort and understanding of passive and active strategies provide encouragement to some architectural practices 1990 onwards. Space Design Consultants, Ashok Bilal Architects, and Shift Studio applied scientific rigor to design and construct buildings. Understanding the heat transfer principles, their interaction and understanding of occupant comfort, human physiology and behavior, and their application is very evident in building design by this group of architects. Keeping the pace with time, they effectively use the advancement in computer science and information technology in their favor to resolve challenges in building design. It is easy to trace the increase in level of complexity in applying the ever-expanding knowledge in their projects year by year. They successfully use design assistance tools available to them at every stage of design 
understanding first the principles of building science climate and occupant comfort led to solutions demonstrating innovation in the use of material construction technology and spatial configuration of the building they predominantly used material construction technology to address conduction heat transfer space volumes and fenestration designs to address convection heat transfer and roof forms shading design building massing and sitting to deal with radiation heat transfer this group of architects also embraced the use of mechanical systems in their building design with a strong conviction towards reducing energy dependency and providing maximum occupancy hours their design also provided a range of solutions ranging from basic passive ventilation to sophisticated continuous active cooling Use of vapor compression cycle-based cooling systems integrated with the spatial configuration is very apparent. The same group used IT technology to operate buildings to meet low energy consumption and achieve occupant thermal comfort. They recognized the importance of documentation and dissemination, which in turn has become a teaching and reference material for educators and students. Vinod Gupta edited the book of Energy and Habitat covering various aspects of building science. Sanjay Prakash published a book on solar architecture and earth constructions in the Northwest Himalaya which contains field measurements and post occupancy measurements of the buildings designed by him. This was yet another early evidence of a practicing architect with an inclination towards conducting post occupancy evaluation with reference to climate responsiveness. This demonstrates the complete cycle of learning and reapplying the learned in projects to follow. The scientific approach incorporates learning by doing, bringing the findings into education and providing quantifiable documentation of the evidence. Experimental success and failure. Along with him numerous articles, journals and conference publications, student workshops including YouTube videos by Ashok Lal are quite popular amongst academics and practitioners. they provide insight into design intent translation of intent into architectural solutions while serve as a learning teaching tool at the time of formation of the building codes for energy efficiency such as energy conservation building code and the national building code 2016 as well as the formative years of the indian indigenous green building system promoted by the energy research institute called griha rating system all three architects led the discussion to influence india's policy on buildings and environment their decades of experience has helped them get rooted and therefore welcome adopting new design approaches while understanding the greater good amongst the large portfolio of their projects few projects which have been identified as the evidence of understanding and commitment towards climate responsive buildings can be as follows SDC designed the Solar Energy Center Gurgaon CMC Building Mumbai NIIT University Neem Rana Shift and Agilent Technologies designed the Mirambika School Extension Embassy of Switzerland and Ashok Bilal designed the Irada Gurgaon Development Authorities New Delhi Mahindra Life Space Housing Chennai The debate on climate variability climate change and need for resource efficiency intensifies during 1995 to 
numerous works of literature establish the negative impact of building construction and operation on the health of the environment with the increased dependency on the mechanical means to achieve thermal comfort within buildings resulting in a negative impact on the environment the need for climate responsive buildings became more eminent a climate responsive building takes advantage of the favorable outdoor climatic conditions to create thermally comfortable indoors without utilizing energy its form reflects distinct regard for the occupant's behavior and their thermal expectations as well as its material palette is locally sourced and congruent to the local climate on one side government policies started aiming to reduce energy consumption of a building by means of codes and laws which can be called policy driven approach while on the other side the market driven voluntary green building rating system also became popular in 2003 to meet the requirements of the changing market context and deal with increasing complexity of building design architects started relying on a new cadre of consultants who were equipped to assist the architects at every stage of design and construction to reduce the demand of energy to operate the buildings to integrate energy efficient mechanical and electrical systems and to strategize optimum operations architects started consulting green building professionals or building energy analysts they had prepared the documentation of code and rating compliance as well as the building commissioning protocol and post occupancy evaluation protocols while providing the much needed scientific rigor to the process of building production the indian consulting firms such as environmental design solutions kalparakti teravidis en3 and conserve consultants became an integral part of many architects team similar to consultants for structural design electrical design plumbing design and fire safety design They helped respond to three heat transfer principles resulting in the solution impacting spatial and construction requirements while also helping integrate electromechanical systems and renewable energy systems within the building. However, the nature of the regulation of the building rating system necessitates intent-based compliance and disregard if the building is actually performing as designed or not. the lack of scientific validation to establish the worth of green building rating systems no transparency of data among others are a few drawbacks in the realm of building energy consultancy the design of one earth center by christopher benningner demonstrate the importance of an energy analyst at every stage of design in order to meet the intent of climate responsive architecture The process also helped the project be certified with LEED Platinum and GRIHA 5-star rating. It stands as a great example to the two domains of architecture and science working in harmony for enhanced sustainability. Whereas the Leelawati Library, designed by Rahul Manotra, exhibits the use of prefabricated vertical louvers as a passive design strategy and an essential element of the aesthetics. The exoskeleton of movable louvers lend permeability to the natural elements of light and wind while maintaining the aesthetic charm of the facades. Despite the pros and cons of the aforementioned, a number of environmentally conscious and action-oriented clients and developers were previously limited. With the drastic variability of building operation in perspective, it is a viable option for the constructors to make 
core and shell buildings, a building with minimal structural elements and spatial configuration which could be molded as per the occupant's specific needs and is constructed with the end user in consideration. This also meant that the building was not invested upon regarding sustainability enhancing features. Only the conscious clients upon the procurement of the building invested on retrofitting it with various passive design elements through a construction-based approach, thereby modifying the visual character of the structure. However, retrofitting a building with spatial or construction-based passive design features is very difficult once the building is complete. In recent times, like many other domains, the building industry has started experiencing the emergence of products which have the flexibility to be fitted to an existing setup while being fully customizable as per the user's needs. Modular kitchens, modular furniture, shower cubicles, etc. are examples of new ways of achieving fermitas. These wide-ranged industrial products meet the aesthetical quality while being affordable due to the economy of scale. It is encouraging to see such a trend is also offering us solutions to modify buildings and retrofit them with elements to increase climate responsiveness. Since the design and operation of climate responsive buildings requires the integration of various domains, these products are designed by architects, industrial product designers with the objective of reducing a negative impact of solar radiation allowing diffuse daylight to enter the deep flow spaces, generating stack ventilation or even acting as wind catchers. Based on the site-specific requirements, these products can be installed and operated to aid climate responsiveness of the building. Some of these products are monodraught for natural ventilation, roof-mounted self-extractor fans to increase stack ventilation, laser-cut lighting panels to increase daylight penetration, light tubes and light pipes to allow diffuse daylight inside the building, or even Ujaisu, an affordable product to increase ventilation and daylight availability within temporary shelters or houses within informal settlements. The study presented is an attempt to find the appropriateness of the solution of personal comfort systems when devised to be used in the core and shell commercial buildings and open plan spaces. The solution stands viable as the personal comfort systems can be installed on the floor and can be operated as per the requirement of the users. This will further the adaptability and responsiveness of the building to various cooling requirements and outdoor conditions, while improving upon the comfort and productivity of the end users. The following sections delve into the various kinds and technical details of the personal comfort systems, referring years of internationally peer-reviewed research that enables a better understanding of the feasibility of personal comfort systems despite it being at a nascent stage of development. This podcast text is prepared by Professor Rajan Ravel of SEPT University and narrated by Amanda Santiago.